0: From Washington, this is the CQ Budget Podcast, your leading Capitol Hill source on how Congress allocates federal taxpayer dollars. I'm David Lerman, your budget tracker and editor of the CQ Budget Newsletter, and it's Infrastructure Week here at the CQ Budget (laughs) Podcast. Infrastructure Week comes every few months, it seems, and then goes away, but uh, it's back Because uh, House Democrats have another attempt now to pass a major infrastructure spending plan. And that's why we have with us today Jessica Weirman, who covers transportation and infrastructure policy for us at CQ Roll Call. Good to have you, Jessica.
1: Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, So there's a new infrastructure proposal on the table. Both parties say they want one. But they've been saying that for years now, and there's been no real progress so what's this latest effort about where are we
1: so um, where do, where to begin let's let's yeah. let me let me let me give you a little history on this for what it's worth uh, last year the, the, the president campaigned on infrastructure and for a while he'd been talking with House Democrats Senate Republicans about a possible infrastructure plan so you know hopes were high last year until May <laughs> then they had this um, meeting at the White House and it was I think I can say this objectively: a complete disaster. Uh, it broke down. Uh, the president said, "I don't really want to work with you until you stop these phony investigations," and he kind of walked out. And
0: yeah, that was the big blow up. Was yeah, right at the impeachment time, high drama, yeah. right
1: around when yeah. impeachment drama started, you know, kind of stirring up. So that happened uh, a couple months later. Senate Environment and Public Works passed a bill. Uh, it was just a highway bill, surface transportation. Mm-hmm. House Democrats just kind of didn't really move at that point. Uh, But then uh, late last year, uh, Nancy Pelosi spoke to Peter DeFazio, who is the chairman of the House Transportation Infrastructure Committee, and said, let's get this going. He had been working actually quietly on not just surface transportation, that's a bill that's going to expire next year, but sort of a massive infrastructure plan. We're looking at everything from wastewater to rail to air Airplanes, um, broadband, which is not his committee, that's um, energy and commerce, and then, of course, highways. So they came out last week with this huge plan, seven hundred and sixty billion billion, um, five five years, and we'll see where it goes. Uh, they're not going to spend a lot of time having any hearings. They're going to write the darn bill and see what they can do with it. Uh, so and it's a huge
0: price tag. It's a huge price tag. But there's no way to pay for it.
1: No, there's no way to pay for it. And
0: I think <laughs> – and lawmakers realize the challenge there, and I think we have, uh, in fact, John Larson, a senior member of the Ways and Means Committee, addressed this issue. I think let's, let's listen to what he had to say about that. You'll hear great agreement up here until it comes down to, well, how do we pay for this? And then it becomes the dance of the tarantulas, because one side doesn't want to commit to uh, because if they stick their head too far out, the other side will lop it off. So, Jessica, does this, with no way to pay for it, does this seem more like it's aimed at the campaigns this fall or as a as a real earnest effort to pass something this year? Or can you tell? You
1: know, I'd like to be really decisive in my answer, but I'm not going to be really decisive in my answer. Uh, y- You've got two sides who want to be able to go and say, we have legislated, we have done something. Democrats are driven to do this because they want to prove to the American public, you know what, we might be able to impeach a president, but we can also pass a giant highway bill. Uh, The White House, of course, would love a win. I mean, that'd be great for President Trump to be able to go on the campaign trail and say, say, see, you know, these roads and bridges that are falling apart. I, I, yeah. I did some, so.
0: He campaigned, we should say, last time. This was on part
1: of his. Yeah, this was his thing. Over you know? a trillion
0: dollars for infrastructure. Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah, this was his, his thing. Now the, the the thing is, he hasn't really gotten on board with this particular bill quite yet. Um, but you know, again, the issue, and it's always the issue. I've been covering highway bills for years, and the issue is always how you pay for it. Right. You got so the big fundamental thing for paying for highways. That's the biggest chunk of this, is um, the gas tax. Right. So uh, that worked for a very long time. But then cars became more fuel efficient. People went to electric and hybrid. And it doesn't really have the purchasing power that it used to have. It doesn't really pay the bills. So the last couple of bills, what they've done is kind of raid the couch cushions. They sort of found money where they could. Um, mostly they transferred stuff over from the general from general revenue, so the highway trust fund is not really self-sustainable. Uh, the they, everyone seems to like the idea of a user fee, but what that looks like is really in debate. Republicans don't want to raise a gas tax; it has not been raised since President Clinton was in office. So
0: it's a long time already.
1: I'm thinking. I'm trying to do the math here: 20, 30 years. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. So it's it's it has not it's not indexed to inflation. So if you you are paying the exact fuel tax you paid. So
0: they're not getting nearly as much buying power out of it as they used to. Oh,
1: God, no. Yeah. And I mean, this is a long time. And they don't
0: want to raise it just because it's politically painful. They
1: don't want to raise the gas tax. Republicans don't want to raise the gas tax. Now, DeFazio would not mind indexing it to inflation. He's got this thing called Penny for Progress. The U.S. Chamber of Commerce has called for it. Unions have called for it. Basically – most of the stakeholders involved in this are totally fine with doing this, at least in the short term. You know, you got to have something to pay
0: for this. You can't keep stealing from the old general revenue for this. Well, if, if we don't raise the gas tax, what other options are out there?
1: So Sam Graves, who is the Republican uh, ranking member on the committee, likes this idea of something called vehicle miles traveled, where basically they affix something to your car and they do... Uh, some sort of device that you can affix yourself to a car, determine how many miles it's traveled, and you pay based on that. They say that this is great because, you know, if we move to electric cars, if we move to more fuel-efficient vehicles, this is still a way that a user can pay a fee. And also, at this point, if you're paying a ga- if you're buying a gas guzzler, you're going to be paying a lot more taxes than if you're some Prius driving <laughs> person, you know. Right. So they like that idea. And that idea is in use in states like Oregon. I just got off the phone with someone from the Oregon Department of Transportation. They have a pilot program, but there's only like 700 people who are involved in this. You can either do the fuel tax or you can do do this vehicle miles traveled. So the rub on this is while this is a promising technology, has issues, people are going to be concerned about, you know, big brother putting a device on their car. Um, and it's yeah, it basically also,
0: requires they have to track you, right? Just they where, do.
1: Now, Oregon's handled this by anonymizing the uh, information. They, they they do all sorts of things to make sure that people's privacy is safeguarded. But, you know, the other big thing is it's just not necessarily – there's some debate over whether it's for prime time. Peter DeFazio says, I'd be cool with embracing VMT, but we're not ready for that yet. We're not ready to deploy this massive transformative new technology for the entire infrastructure system. We've got to pay for it in the meantime. We've got to be able to um, pay for roads and bridges in the meantime. And do we know where the White House is on this? So the White House has been tricky because this is a big thing. And early on, uh, the president seemed very willing to, you know, do whatever was necessary. You know, uh, Elaine Chao said everything was on the table at one of the hearings on this. But we haven't really heard from him since that May breakup, since that huge disaster of a meeting. So that's the big question. What is he willing to do? Is he really willing to raise a gas tax or is he just kind of giving that lip service? It's, it's really unclear. And, and Republicans, Chuck Grassley has been very um, resistant to the idea of raising a gas tax. So he's changed his verbiage, I think, a little bit. In the past, he would say, no, I'm not really willing to do it. But now he's like, Mitch McConnell's not really willing to do it. I think that's kind of an interesting kind of hmm. a little nuance.
0: Because obviously to get anything done is going to take bipartisan cooperation. It is.
1: It is. And everyone wants something done in terms of action. But it's how do you agree with it? I went to this Ways and Means hearing last week on it. And there was a lot of chest thumping about the need to work together. But, you know, that doesn't necessarily always translate to actually working together.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> that
1: means work together by doing what I want.
0: <laughs> in fact, uh, Mark Meadows, Republican from North Carolina, who's very close to the White House, was talking to reporters I think on this last week and really showed no sympathy for this plan at all I believe and uh, let's play a little of what uh, Mark Meadows had to say about this. Well it's not even a bill, there's not even a hopes of a bill, I mean it's a joke and and I will say that on the record, it's a joke it's a press release meant to, uh, meant to hide the fact that the T&I committee has not done their job So that doesn't bode well for this for this plan, uh, barely getting off the ground here.
1: No, it doesn't. <laughs> so, and the thing is, let's, I mean, let's be super practical. Okay, so these are the hurdles, right? First of all, it's an election year. Second of all, there's impeachment. Those are the big global hurdles. It's very hard to get anything done in an election year. It's probably even harder to get something done when there's an impeachment going on.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and then let's look at the very practical hurdles. Okay, so in the Senate, Environment and Public Works has passed a bill. But the people who haven't passed a bill are Senate Commerce, um, Banking, which has oversight of the transit and Ways and Means, which figures out how to pay for it. There's not really anything scheduled in Senate Ways and Means at, as Senate at this Senate Finance. Point. Senate Finance, I'm right. sorry, huh, yeah, right. Senate Finance. At this point, um, in the House, you've got uh, Ways and Means, which hasn't really moved yet, and they just basically kind of had a hearing exploring what to do. You know, the the big, you know, Defazio's. Committee and uh, transportation and infrastructure has not passed anything yet, uh, though that might happen. And
0: time is fleeting here in an election time year. They're is not going to be fleeting. around. They have yeah. some things
1: to do. Now Ways and Means says this is their top priority. Uh, there's also a couple, I think commerce has a little bit of jurisdiction. Oh, yeah, they have jurisdiction over the broadband stuff. Um so this is a lot are there are a lot of like dominoes that need to fall into place for this actually to become a reality.
0: And I remember from the 2016 campaign. Uh, I mean, Trump was not willing to put up big money for this. He talked about a one trillion dollar plan, but I think only about 200 billion was actual federal spending. I mean, there's and a, he was expecting to leverage through private. Yeah, funding. Yeah, there was private
1: funding, and sort of, it wasn't. He wasn't willing to necessarily fork over. And there are some limitations in terms of what kind of private money you can use. Now, it may or may not be different for certain things. Like, it might be you could use it for highways, but not for. Something you know, I, but it's just—it's hard to imagine being able to leverage that much investment, even though it would help commerce. I mean, everybody wants this bill.
0: So we can see if uh, Trump addresses this at the State of the Union address uh, Tuesday night.
1: Yes, that would give me whether that something gives us to do.
0: Some clue <laughs> as to whether uh, as to whether infrastructure is still on his radar or is getting sidelined. I guess. Well, Jessica, thank you for coming in and and updating us on where we are on this. Uh, Another infrastructure week. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, that does it for us today. If you have any questions or comments about our podcast, we'd love to hear from you. You can drop us an email at cqpodcast at CQRollcall.com. The CQ Budget Podcast is produced by CQ Roll Call. It's a leader in nonpartisan political and policy news and analysis for more than 70 years. CQ Roll Call is part of Fiscal Note, a global technology and media company. Our thanks to Jessica Wehrman, our infrastructure reporter, for joining us. Thanks, Jessica. Thanks so much for having me. And thank you all for listening. I'm David Lerman, your budget tracker. You can stay up to date by subscribing to the CQ Budget Newsletter. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, NPR One, or just Google the phrase CQ Budget Podcast. And we'll be back next week.